Welcome to La Taverna Friuli Wines, the definitive podcast on wines from Friuli, Venezia, Giulia. I'm your host, Wayne Young. Here we are. Let's see if somebody... Okay, Vinopedia is here. I knew Ricardo was going to be here first this evening. How you doing, Ricardo? And uh, Matias here. Ah, fantastic. Already uh, people coming into the room. I knew you were going to be popular tonight, Cora. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start pinging some folks in as well. So, uh, yeah, definitely hang tight just a second. I know we're a little bit behind schedule here. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around and, um, and, and waiting patiently. But uh, obviously... I am going to bring as many people up on stage as possible. I'm going to invite Mattia as well. And Amelia is here as well. So come on up whenever you're ready and, um, and ask some questions. But it is about uh, 7.35 for Yuli time. And I am so happy to be here with Cora Basilicata from Le Due Terre. Cora, thank you for coming out tonight. So we, it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Well, the pleasure is all ours, all ours. And we are drinking a little bit of Sacrisassi Rosso uh, tonight. So there will be some pictures on up on the, uh, on the website. So, um, Cora, you are second generation yeah, at La, right. Duet, La Duetere. Can you give us a little bit of a kind of an overview of of uh, the azienda and because one of the things that i really love about le due terre is it's really really famous as far as if you know anything about wine but you guys are tiny you guys have a yeah. tiny tiny production so tell us a little bit about that so the the, the story of the, of our winery starting with my parents as you say i'm the second generation and as a writer um, called one article more than 20 years ago, I think these are uh, bottles come from a dream of my parents. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so they started um, the adventure in 1984, but uh, before this year, they, um, they work for uh, other wine for another winery and finally after 10 years of work for uh, for other people uh, they have enough money to start the the winery they dream ah so uh, they were in the wine business but working for another azienda yeah exactly can you say who that yeah. was oh it is very it was a very small winery okay. uh, because it's not more um open and, uh, exist I, and I don't remember the name exactly because they uh, were not bottling the wines but only sell the wines um, okay it's full zone, we say. Ah, okay. <laughs> and so, what, do you, what was there? I mean, they worked in wine before, and then they saved up some money, yeah. and then they bought their own winery. Yeah, exactly. So where yeah. did this passion for wine come from? Um, my father was born in. Um, 
in a farmer, uh, okay. the, the biodynamic farmer, we can call it uh, today, but one time ago was the only way to make wine and to also to, to live with the... Um, with the land, because the grandfather of my father made uh, a part of the property of one count, I think is the name, Conte. Count, yeah, yeah count. count yeah. Um, mm -hmm. In the small uh, village of Prepotto. And they had cows and chickens, and they have also vines, but not only. Um, so, um, I think the right way to describe what was the the, the, the life of my father in his first years, um, it's living a biodynamic farm. Okay. <laughs> and so um, he started loving this, uh, this word of wine from his grandfather. Okay. And, and also he, he had to start from nothing because the, the land of... Um, his grandfather then goes to the to his first son and so my father don't have the the land oh. from his grandfather oh, so this is okay. why my father and my mother had to start um to earn some money without their own winery and okay. they wait more than 10 years to start with Ledwetterre. okay and yeah, and then sorry for my English because sometimes I, it's hard to explain some something for me. Your English is better than my <laughs> Italian, no. so it's fine. No. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, and so yeah, the passion of my father for this word coming this way, and then he met my mother when he was uh, nineteen, and my mother was fifteen, so they were. So, wow. so young, <laughs> yeah. So, high school sweethearts. Oh, uh, yes, yes, something like that. Not, wow. not at the high school, because my mother uh, was working in one osteria, and oh. my father um, uh, was used to, to go there uh, to during the weekend. In Prepotto? Uh, yeah, close to Prepotto, uh, oh. in Spessa, <laughs> on the hills of so Spessa. cute, I love that. Yeah, and they fall in love. Uh -huh. uh, and after a long period of uh, engagement, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they decide to, to get married. Okay. Um, when my mother was 21 and my father 25, yeah. Okay. And, and they started uh, the wine business. And they've always had this passion together. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I, I know your mom more yeah. than I know your dad. Yeah, I guess because, he's too busy. Yeah, but no, he's a bear, so he doesn't <laughs> like to stay outside from his winery. Mm. And so um, his world uh, finished where... Where his vines finished, okay. <laughs> so it's very difficult to to take to him, out, him out. out there, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And so, so, and so we're, your dad, you, they got married, and your mom was twenty one. Yeah. And your dad was twenty five. Yeah, exactly. And when was this? Did they already start the winery then, or did that uh, come later? No, th this come later. Okay. Um, when they get married was nineteen seventy nine, okay. and so um, after fifteen years, yeah, more or less fifteen years, they can they, they started with the Ledueterre. Um, as I said before, the the, the first vintage of Ledueterre was nineteen eighty four. Okay. Um, and in this year, they have the possibility to get some vines in rent, mm -hmm. uh, but always very few vines, uh, more or less 
three, four hectares, something like that. Um, and the cellar where they start to, to make their own wine was a garage. <laughs> so. so garage yeah. wine before garage yeah. wine was a thing. Exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. Um, but the, the, the idea of the wine, ma wine making, the idea of the wines were so strong in them also mm. when they were started. Um, so also in 1984, my father started to make wines um, with the view to respect the, um, the environment and because he learned from his grandfather how to okay. make wine. He also studied analogy in Cividale. Um, but the, the only way he loved to make wine is to work so much in vineyards, mm -hmm. to be respect, uh, so use only sulfur and copper. He started in this way and we're still working in this way in the vineyards against the, um, the moldy and the diseases. Okay, so are you guys... Um, organic? Yeah, exactly. You we, are we are, but we are not certificate. Certif okay. Yeah. So, because it's not a choice of uh, of business for us, but it's a choice of life. Okay. Um, because we we really um, believe in the respect to of the hurt. Also, because we can be. Um, no, I think we are like a guest in the uh, in this hurt uh, so like we that. have to respect the hurt so much as possible for us um because we use it uh, we use the soil we use the, the vines and and the, the, the important thing is that for the 60 years or 80 years you can work um the the, the more you are respect to to hurt the the more you can get from her. Okay. I don't know if I explain well this this uh, no, idea. No. But okay. <laughs> um, and so they started. Santua uh, no was not in fashion to doing to work in this way the vineyards because exactly yeah in, in the eighties um, there was the, the moment of the. Um, Boom of the and modern analogy. Yeah. So uh, the, the white wines was like water, <laughs> <laughs> white like water, and and it was more used also the the yeast and enzymes and all these new technologies were so much used in the vineyard in the sorry in the cellars, um, but they choose to make the wine um, in the in the way, in the natural way we call today. Yeah. Um, and so, as I say before, all natural fermentations, spontaneous fermentations, um, mm -hmm. long maturations for the, the reds. And my father made the maturation also to the white, in the white grapes uh, in ah. that years. Um, uh -huh. Because it, also these come from the knowledge of, the, of his grandfather. Okay. But I can explain maybe later <laughs> this Why? thing because um, we, we still make the white wine in this way with few with days of maturation skin on the skin. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is made for two reasons. Firstly, for uh, permit the, the starting of the fermentation of because course. the yeast are on the grapes. And so if you take off the, gra the grapes too early, you don't have the contact to permit the, um, to the yeast to start working. Okay. And secondly, because we... Um, um, we we made the wine the wine as 
the grandfather of Flavio made. Okay. Uh, because we usually to take for a few days the contact on the skins, um, with the skins for the white grapes, um, because it was very hard to press the, the, the entire berry uh, before a few days of, of, um, of fermentation. Because during the ah. fermentation, the alcohol and the enzymes uh, get more uh, uh, morbido, no soft. Soft, yeah, sorry. Get <laughs> gets ah. softer, the, the, um, uh, the skins. And so it's more easy to press the, this type of skins ah, than so, the, so it's the almost, entire berry. It's almost like a tenderizing. Yeah of the skins yeah so you can ah now see you are the first producer that ever <laughs> mentioned that dimension of no really yeah because I've, I've heard lots of people talk about sure you have to have contact with the skins and alza di capello obviously yeah, yeah, you have to yeah. you know but nobody ever said to me that it makes it easier to press the skins after they've macerated a yeah. little bit Ah, no. I like that. Very interesting. And <laughs> well, this is something that you've always done. I mean, this yeah. is... Yeah, now, of course, is all only because we like the result of the wine. One time ago was a necessity because they have very um, rudimental press okay. uh, called Torquio and they made of in wood and yeah. so it's more uh, difficult yeah, to well, press. Yeah, well, we, we would call a yeah. basket press yeah, in, in English, yeah. yeah. And so... That you would have to like crank... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anything to make the the work a little easier. Yeah, exactly. It was good. And so my uh, the, the grandfather of my father made the wine in this the white wine in this way. Okay. Um, and so we still continue to work in this way. Um, and another thing we we do has the grandfather of my father um, was used to do is to blend a little bit of Tokai with, uh, no, sorry, the Tokai with a little bit of Ribola Gialla. Mm -hmm. and, and this way to use these two local grapes um, was very useful for the grandfather of my father, but also for us, because we take the tannins and also the acidity from the Ribola Gialla of that course. usually are um, both... Um, uh, Less in Tokai, mm -hmm. Tokai Frulano. And of course, one time ago was made because you can um, get longer the life of the wine because there was no technology and use a little bit of Ribola Gialla per me to, to the Tokai Frulano to have a, a longer life to arrive also in the summer after the, the harvest. Okay. And, and not only in the spring, because the bacterials, uh, if the acidity of the wine is not enough high, without sulfites, of course, mm -hmm. uh, they start working and they um, uh, make disease. Yeah, we call diseases of the wine, malattia del vino mm -hmm. is the name in Italian. And, and so the, grand, the grandfather of my father used this little bit of Rivola Gialla for this reason, to get longer the life of the white wine. Okay. And, and, and you, the Sacro Sassi Bianco yeah. to this day is Friulano and Rivola Gialla. Exactly. So we okay. still made in this way. Of course, we have more technologies and we can follow better the fermentations. But um, is an homage to the work yeah. of our um, grandfathers and of our great-grandfathers. So, um, Was Friulano and, um, and Ribola Gialla planted together at that time, or was um, it always apart? 
No, so for us, he's a mix. It's of a course, mix. they are separate, but uh, they are close. So mm. the divines are not mixed together. Because I had heard but that... But the roles of, the, of these two wines are together, are close, okay. one to the other. So because I had heard start... legends that in Friuli, there was like, you know, 10 plants of Friulano and one of Ribola. Yeah, yeah, and no, yeah. Is that I, true? I think, yeah, it's true. Yeah, okay. one time ago. So this way you just pick everything white on one yeah. day and everything red on exactly. the next day. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <So laughs> Something like that. Do you co-ferment Friulano and Ribola or do you keep them separate in blend? No, we, we wore them together. So we them together. Yeah, we harvest hmm. them together and they fermented together. Ah, so yeah. even the same day. Yeah, you, uh, exactly. Ah. Yeah, so usually the Ribola Jada uh, is a little bit less uh, ripe. Mm -hmm. of, from, of course. And this is good for us because we search the acidity and the tannin, so it's perfect. Okay. Yeah, and, and we pick up them together. Uh, so it's very easy for so us. <laughs> it is, it's a real uvaggio. Yeah. So this is a co-fermentation of yeah, the two grapes exactly. together. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry that now I speak about that, but, and I forget to speak about the, the history of the winery. But, so. yeah, we, yeah, we sort of took a little bit of a detour. So yeah, let's, sorry. let's go back to yeah, that. Yeah, so... Uh, so I spent you, just a few words about that. So yeah. my, Sorry, my no, fault. No, I was no. the one who took no. you off on that tangent. <laughs> no, no. Um, I hope the our uh, ascoltatori, non so come si dice in Listeners. Listeners, okay. Yes. <laughs> so it's, more, it's very easy. Uh, can uh, follow our, <laughs> yeah. our words. Yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. Okay. If somebody has a problem, speak up, everybody, if, if we're, we've gone off on too much of a tangent. But I haven't seen anybody complaining okay. so far. Oh, perfect. So. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so let's get back to the story of your mom and dad. Yeah, so we arrived at the garagist moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they started in this way. And we've been in rents. And until 19... 1993, they make wines from the rent vines. Um, but during these more or less 10 years, uh, they have the occasion to buy um, a hill uh, very close to the center of Prepotto, where mm -hmm. they was with the small cellar. Um, and this hill was um, not cultivated, so it was perfect because um, there was only grass, for the um, for the cows was okay. used for that, and there was also a few rows of vine, but um, of a mixed of, of type of grapes. So we were not we had not the possibility to to keep them uh, when okay. we started the, the, the working for making the wine the vines. Um, and there was also a few um, uh, cherry trees and apple trees, mm -hmm. but also that was too too old and not in well condition to keep them on the hill. And so, um, in 1989, my parents start to to make their own vines. Okay. So on this hill. Yeah, exactly. So um, they decide finally which uh, type of grapes they want to work with. Mm -hmm. And in this moment, they they choose also to work with uh, uh, an unusual grape for Friuli from for Friuli, and this grape is uh, Pinot Noir, Pinot right. Nero. Pinot Nero. 
And then they, uh, as I said before, they planted friulano, tocca- um, ribolla gialla, sorry, <laughs> and schioppettino and refosco. Okay. Um, so, this so you was only the- make five varieties, you only, you only grow five yeah, varieties. So exactly. Pinot Noir, refosco and schioppettino. Yeah. And then Friulano and, yeah. and Ribola Gialla. That's and, it. Yeah, this was, but this so was. No Chardonnay, until, no. no Sauvignon, no. The, the only international um, is Merlot. But okay. we started to, to vinificate this grape in 1988. Uh-huh. So later, um, this is why my parents started um, with uh, the, the the vines of the hill uh, in 1993, as I said before, and uh, they had only, um, if I remember well, yeah, two hectares more or less. Wow! Yeah, so very very small. Very small. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the money they had, they permit to to start with this, also because they had to. Um, uh, to to both of not to both sorry to to build yeah to both also the 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 cellar ah, and the house okay, sure. so yeah <laughs> it was a very a strong period for them was there already a house there or did no they no to, no they they, they started everything. from nothing yeah wow yeah yeah okay. so it, for for me it's a romantic story because they started from nothing only from their love and their dreams and and also the um, the voluntad, the, the the desire, the desire yeah. of make something in their life. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I have so much respect for my fat, for my parents also for that because it is a part of their life. Uh, sometimes I I say that the winery is like my uh, big brother <laughs> uh, <okay>. <laughs> because <laughs> they stay for. Uh, 14 years without uh, make uh, children, and uh-huh. then I arrived. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, there the was there was someone else. I can't remember who it was who was talking about how um, I forget. It was, maybe it was the Rapuzzi's or some. Oh yeah, it was the Rapuzzi's at Ronchidichala who yeah. were saying like the first child of their parents was the winery, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. the two boys came. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, they always considered that. Yeah, but, yeah. and it's amazing because it, it really is something that you kind of you know in their situation and, and your parents situation is they literally like gave birth to like it yeah. came from nothing yeah, exactly. and now it's something and it grows and yeah. matures so it's yeah, th- yeah. this this and idea of, of of a winery being a child um, is yeah is yeah yeah quite quite interesting <laughs> yeah so. and so i i feel so much this um in this way with the winery connection yeah, yeah. <laughs> very like very strong connection. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they start from, to, to make uh, something like 10,000 bottles, yeah, more or less. And, and then in 1995, they have the possibility to, to get some vine in rent. But not, not, not exactly vines, because they, uh, for the second time, get only the land. Without oh. nothing, only without grass, uh, only with grass. Sorry, <laughs> and and they um, getting rent this one hectare, yeah, okay. more, also more or less because is uh, just a little bit smaller than one hectare. And the owner of that land say to my to my father, you have to choose um, which, uh, which, which grapes you want to grow in this uh, in my land. But um, you can choose uh, Merlot or Cabernet Franc. 
Mm. Not Scupettino. <laughs> because the desire of my father was to plan Scupettino to, okay. um, to, uh, to get more, uh, bigger the production of Sacrisassi Rosso. Uh, and, and of course, you know, Prepolto is yeah, the place of, of Scupettino. Exactly. But still in the 90s, the Scupettino was not a, a, a well-known grape. Of course not. And also now, we, we know well it in, in Friuli, of course, in Italy, but also in foreign countries, they still uh, don't know well this local grape, also mm -hmm. because it's a very small production yeah, in exactly. all Friuli. Uh, I think more or less... 40 hectares in, in only in the um, in the area of Prepotto. So we have two hectares of this grape, no, one hectare and a half of this grape, and I think we are maybe one of the biggest managers <laughs> 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 wow. this vine. Um, and so my parents were uh, were there, and they to decide what, what grapes grow, uh, and so they decided to to plant Merlot. Okay. Uh, because um, I think Cabernet Franc in, in Friuli is difficult to manage because it's difficult to get well ripe the, 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 the grapes. And Merlot, of course, is more easy and is also um, more known in the, um, in the foreign country market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, my parents always uh, look at uh, the export and they think that maybe... It was not so bad to have this wine also in our uh, in our in our cellar. Um, we produce very small quantity also of this wine because they started oh. um, from two thousand and five hundred bottles, mm -hmm. and now yeah, in the very good vintages we produce three thousand bottles. So you do produce a single variety. Yeah. Single, single, single Merlot. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. exactly. exactly. Oh, so I've, I've the, never the, seen that. The wines are four, okay. uh, but not only four, because sometimes there is a fifth wine that is Cupertino in pure. In yeah. Purezza. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so we have also this small part of Merlot okay. in our wines. I, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever tried the Merlot. Before we get into the story about Pinot Nero, yeah. Pinot Noir, and why <laughs> that happened, I do want to ask everybody who's up here on stage, if they have any questions for you, yeah. for Cora, by, by all means, Ricardo is up here, Amelia. Um, so Ricardo, do you have any questions for, for, uh, for, for Cora? I saw you, you blinking there. Ciao, ciao Wayne, ciao Cora. Ciao, ciao Ricardo. It's so nice to be up here. I hope you can hear me well. And, yep, can uh, hear you just Cora, fine. I, I don't know if you remember that I visited your, your, amazing, um, your amazing winery last year during June with uh, Ruscioli. Yeah, of with, course. Uh, Ciao. <laughs> Ciao, Riccardo. I was the only male, I, I was the yeah. only male in that group of five people. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I the well remember. The thorn amongst the roses, <laughs> as we say. Exactly, exactly. And I really have to admit that between all the other wineries that we visited in Friuli, you know, like the big names, like Gravner, Radicon, uh, the one that I felt... Um, a more familiar experience, let's say, was you for for sure, and uh, yeah, the Ronchi di Cialla, and 
I mean, I I didn't have the chance to meet uh, your your father actually, yeah. <laughs> Flavio. But you and your mother Silvana were really really so engaging during the during the visit, and I remember still visiting your um, also little river that you have um, yeah. <laughs> uh, up there in the, from yeah. your little hill because the winery is so nice because you have this like nice road. Uh, near Prepotto, and then you have this little hill where there is obviously the the welcoming sign. Um, but then you have this uh, this really really harmonious hill where you have the the probably the 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 winery underground, and then you have the the, the tasting room on this beautiful garden up there. <laughs> yeah. And I remember also your trees. You were saying the cherry trees, yeah. but also the mulberry, uh, mulberry al gel. So si, 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 si. Um, and you and your mother were telling us the story behind the, the Silk Road, La, La Via della Seta, that mm. um, the jealousy was the, 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 was so important down yeah. there. I was wondering, Cora, because I still haven't opened your Le Due Terre, Il Sacrisassi, si, Rosso si. from 2017, yeah, okay. um, I still have it very stored. If, if you can suggest me when to open it, if I have to wait <laughs> a little bit longer, or I can enjoy it, maybe this 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 Christmas probably. So uh, this is very hard question for me <laughs> uh, because um, our wines are good also in the year when they exit. Uh, yeah. Now we are drinking the 2018 and I think it's ready Absolutely. to be drink. Yeah, spectacular. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> But of course, the more you wait, uh, they better come. So um if you can wait um more uh two years to get to, to open this wine okay. i think it's good but if you cannot you can also <laughs> of course you can <laughs> open it uh also in christmas time i think with a very good uh non so, pollo ripieno, non so cosa, ah, I don't know, but le rolle, mm -hmm. oh, also um, la bacchio, because Vabbè, I know I'm you are, Rome. yeah, exactly, <laughs> and I think it's better, it's very good Let's also. Let's explain what a bacchio is, because a bacchio is the uh, baby, uh, the lamb, exactly. I think the lamb, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, the one that still are uh, drinking, drinking milk, milk from yeah. the mother, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As as much as I hate the idea, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, the, yeah, the actual <laughs> the actual plate is really amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's very like good. Got, but I don't want like to I don't want to encourage that kind of behavior. Yeah. <laughs> in Rome, we have also the rigatoni con la pagliata, which delicious. is another ex <laughs> extreme plate, let's say. But Cora, the, the but the, also the, coda alla vaccinata is also exactly. is very good with this wine. Yeah, 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 maybe more than a bacchio, but yeah. <laughs> The Sacrisassi Rosso, it was like uh, two years in the barrel. Am I right already? Um, How many months or years in the barrel for mm. the Sacrisassi Rosso? So, usually we wait 22 months before bottling uh -huh. the wines. Um, for, but for example, the 2018 made 30 months of aging because wow. the pandemic came. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thanks, thanks were, COVID. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, COVID. But um, but this difficult period gives us the, um, the opportunity to get longer the, the aging in barrels. Um, but we 
always use used wood. And so this long aging in barrels is not a problem for the um, uh, to, ma to maintain the identity of the grapes. Uh, I think also Wayne can, uh, can tell you that we are drinking this wine after 30, um, yeah, 30 months of aging in barrels, but you don't feel so much no. the, the, the wood in this wine. No, so, you can tell that it's barrel aged, but it's not like that's the only yeah. thing. There's so yeah. much more complexity and elegance going on in this yeah. wine. Um, that I really love. And especially, this is Rafalsco and, and Scipitino. Yeah. Is it 50-50? Yeah, exactly, yeah. That, that, that toughness that sometimes you find in Rafalsco is gone. <laughs> it is super yeah. elegant. Um, yeah. You have that kind of depth that Rafalsco mm -hmm. can give that maybe sometimes you don't quite get from Scipitino. Yeah. A little bit more structure. Yeah, exactly. And the Scipitino really. Gives it that elegance and spice. It's really, really beautiful. But I do believe that this wine would be much, much better five years, yeah. six years down the road. Yeah. I do have so, somewhere in my cellar a Sacrisasi Bianco from like 2008 oh, or 2009 wow. that your yeah. mom gave me <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and I've always sort of kept it like as a, as a, as a little treasure. Yeah. Some, some day, maybe I'll open it this, this, uh, this holiday season. So. Yeah. After, I'll let you know, or yeah. or I'll come over to your house and we'll open it together. Yeah, <laughs> it can be a very good idea. Yeah, yeah also, the, can, also, I love doing that. I've done that before where I've opened old bottles with the winemakers that I've found, and that's always yeah. a hugely gratifying experience. So yeah. maybe that's what I'll do. I'll save yeah. it for you. <laughs> we wait for you. All right. <laughs> yeah, also because um, one, one thing that I don't... I, I don't tell. Um, oh dear, so, sorry. Un attimo di crisi. A moment of crisis, uh, of English crisis. Sorry. Deep breath, relax. Yeah. Um, we are um, a, a strange winery for Friuli because the most production of our wines are red wines. And we produce only one white wine and um, in only um, 3,000 bottles, 4,000 bottles when it's a very, very good vintage. So uh, we are very strange for that. And, but, but the interesting thing of our white wine is that you can store it and forget it for 10 years or more. Um, uh, exactly. Yeah, today I, I received a, a message from my friend from Venice and he was drinking um, a 2000 Sacrisasi Bianco. Wow. Yeah. So, 2000, so yeah. 20 21 years. years. 21 yeah. years. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, and so, he was, was positive about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he cried me because he liked it so much. And so um, if you keep well our wines, they can stay for more than 20 years. Um, wow. Sometimes we drink also um, some wines from my vintage that is the 1993. So the mm -hmm. first vintage uh, we harvest from our hill and they are still. Perfect. So, perfect. so yeah. Okay. What yeah. do you what do you think that that it is about your wines that makes them age so well? Is it oh. the, the, the the territory? Is it the way the wines are made? Is it I give us yeah, an I, idea? I think it's a mix. Uh, it's a because mix. of course you have 
um, you have to be in a good terroir. Uh, in, in one word, we can explain everything. So you have to, to, to grow the right grapes for the aging and also have the, the, the good soil to, to grow these grapes. And, and another very important thing is that the, the winemaking, the style of winemaking. Um, for example, today I, I come here later, <laughs> sorry for that, but um, we were pressing the Schiopettino. Uh, after 35 days of maturation on skins. 35 days yeah. on the skins. Yeah. Wow. So um, this very long um, time of maturation can permit us to, to extract the tetanins from the, um, from the seeds and from the, um, and also from the skins and not only the, the, the primary tannins, I don't know well how to explain this, mm -hmm. yeah, but um, the more uh, you you keep the wines in maturation, uh, more the tannins get complex. Of course, you have to to, to do the in this way the vinification when you have a very good uh, vintage as this one, because mm -hmm. 2021 was very... Very, very good vintage. Very, very yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We harvest beautiful grapes. Uh, my, my father don't remember um, a vintage, a vintage really? like this. Yeah. Wow. Even yeah. with the late start, because we yeah, had exactly. a very cold June. Yeah. yeah, but also May, we had something like 30 days of rain exactly. in May. <laughs> exactly. And we were, uh, we were afraid of that, because uh, for Schiopettina especially, you have the, um, the rain, that period means to have less quantity and have problems with uh, peronospora I don't really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this don't uh, well, yeah it doesn't happen oh. I don't know why exactly but um, of course the, the vintage start later because um, we harvest one month later than usual some a, grapes a whole month yeah, later this exactly year. yeah wow and but, but the the grapes were amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I wanted to give a chance to Emilia, who's up on stage, to ask a question. Emilia, did you have something you wanted to ask Cora? Absolutely, yes. Hi, Thanks. Amelia. How you doing, darling? <laughs> I was dying to jump into this conversation. Not, <laughs> Ciao, Cora. You Ciao. have jumped in. I'm yeah, sure you, everybody knows Amelia. Cora, you know Amelia. Marinich, no? We yeah. actually never met person and know your family quite okay. well. Uh, okay. <laughs> she's from Chibidali, but she's in London now. Okay. <laughs> she's a big yeah, shot. I spoke with your, uh, with your mom many times, hoping that I could eventually visit one day when I come to Friuli. So uh, still the, the invitation is still open. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I asked Mark to be there. Wait, Wayne, can we arrange a visit together? Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> you come back here and we'll go together because I've never yeah. visited the yes. cellar there. Yeah, so I know where it is. I've passed occasion. it a million times, but I've never been. Maybe I went inside once to pick up some bottles for a yeah, tasting. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. But that's it. I've never <laughs> given. I've never been given the tour. So let's go together, Amelia. Yeah, sounds like a perfect plan. I like it. The last time I was in Friuli, which was about I think a month ago, when we were supposed to meet. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, we when you were when you were avoiding me. Oh my! It's a different story. Different story. Stay focused. I actually went to Sapada for mm -hmm. a day out with my family and we stopped in a restaurant. We had an amazing meal. I had a look on the wine list and there were a Sacrisassi red. I think that was the 18 vintage. And I was like, ah, I think it's a little bit young. You know, I wasn't 100% sure about my choice, but then I was like, okay, let's, go, let, let's do it. 
let's do it. So my last, <laughs> time, you know, the last day in Friuli, so let's do it. And we were blown away. So uh, I'm really, really ecstatic every, every time I actually taste one of your wines. So my compliments. Thank you. But my question is actually yeah. about the name. Oh, yeah. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. Today, this is... I was actually quite surprised to read, because I went on your website just to be informed a little bit better, and the social media. And I was like, all right. So I always thought that Le Terre referred to Italy and Slovenia because of the proximity oh, yeah, yeah, to because... Slovenia and the river Udrio. Yeah. So in my mind, that was the original meaning of Le Terre. <laughs> yeah. But today I actually discovered that it might not be that. <laughs> yeah, but but in some guys I think there, there there is written something like that. But yeah, the reason is different because in in our on under our hill there are two type of of soils. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is Marna. Uh, so Typical a, Ponca. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And the other one is clay. Ah. So the name of Ledwetare is a homage to the to the place where we had the vines, and mm. this mix was also in the vines that my parents managed before uh, bought the hill. Um, it's typical to find this two type of soils in Prepotto. And, and so it's very simply, but it's only a, an homage to, to where we are. And that's kind of the label too. Yeah, exactly. Has that yeah. sort of strip of, of red, yeah. or dark brown, and the strip of kind of yeah. like light brown and beige. To, to yeah, exactly. About that. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. represents. And, it, and it's always been that way. Yeah. Your label. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Very classic. It you changed always... a little bit from 80s and 90s <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> because <laughs> it was bigger, but in 80s, everybody make uh, uh, very, very big, uh, like flags. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why Flag the labels. labels. Yeah, exactly. Was, um, they, they cover half of the bottle. Uh, but then in 1993, my parents changed a little bit the, the design, but the, the logo the logo yeah. is always the same yeah, yeah. The, that little yeah, yeah the, the little, draw the yeah. drawing yeah. yeah the draw is the same i think that the logo is beautiful it's clean simple absolutely oh, i totally you. agree with you ricardo <laughs> thank you i think thank it's you, yeah, i think it's a great logo a great label it's super classy and super recognizable grazie so, thank you yeah, i don't know be. how to say in english but uh, onirico um onirico uh, is yeah. quite i well, don't know it, in English, it's quite a difficult word to translate. Let me see if I can. Onirico. Yeah. On, onirico. Onirico you know is what? when something no. uh, that you can ex- explore your, your mind with. Yeah, um, hmm. yeah also dreamy. Onirico. Something like dreamy. Uh, Dreamlike. Exactly. Yeah. Dreamlike. Like, uh, like Dali style of painting. So, Bravo. yeah. <laughs> I think okay. that Dali is the on, onirico, the, 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 the more onirico artist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's sort of very, you can't say it's abstract, although it is yeah, a little abstract, bit abstract, yeah. but it's, it's yeah, dreamlike sort yeah. of, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Natalie, who is my lovely co-host, has just opened her mic. She would normally be here tonight, but she mm-hmm. couldn't make it to the studio. Nat, did you have any questions for Cora? Hi, Cora. Ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao. It's, I'm really enjoying listening to you. You're a great talker. It's really interesting. I haven't, I, yeah, thinking about a lot of things. First of all, I agree about the label. The label is beautiful. I was just looking at it online. Thank you. It is quite abstract, actually. Um, 
I'd love to try the Rufosco and Schiopettino mix. Sounds absolutely delicious. Well, if you were here, you would be drinking it right now. I know. <laughs> so I know. tough luck, Nat. <laughs> Is it? I have a very simple question yeah. at, at this point. I'm just listening, enjoying listening to you. But um, I'm. I live in Udine. Can I go into most decent osterias and find your wine? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. We um, we work uh, for the help of our market in Italy and, of course, also in Friuli. Um, so th there is a place. I don't know if I can say the name. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there is a small enoteca called Pignolo. Uh, in Via Manin, Alessandro. Alessandro, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have him on the show soon. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so, um, for example, he had our wines also at the glass. Okay. And, right. and I think it's, a, it's an amazing thing. In, and I like so much his, um, his choose to, um, to, to make uh, the sharing of one glass of, of red wine that is quite unusual here because in Friuli, you know, there is a blend of the white grapes and okay. white wines. But um, he make a very, very good work with the red yeah, he's he's become like the new point yeah. of reference in yeah. Udine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as Enotecas are, yeah, are concerned. Yeah, for the Enoteca, I yeah. think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody I know where I'm going on Saturday then. Yeah. I know I'm, where I'm going. I'm, I'm shocked I've never taken you there, Nat. Sorry. You <laughs> actually went there I failed not long ago. What did you say, Emilio, you were saying? <laughs> can I come as well? <laughs> if you come to Italy... Amelia. I will, I will soon. Just bring me there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring you. I'll bring you. And we bring Cora as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Then I'll be the thorn amongst the roses. Yeah. I like that. It'll be me, Amelia, Nat, and Cora. I like that. <laughs> so, uh, Nat, did you have any other any other questions for Cora? Or no, I'm, I'm just I'm enjoying listening to cool. you. You sound. Okay. May I say, Cora, you sound French when you speak English rather than Italian. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's the first time I <laughs> really I have this suggestion. Yeah, um, I know that the people when I speak in English don't understand exactly where I come from. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 definitely because it's not the classic either. Certainly yeah. not the classic Friulano yeah. accent, <laughs> but it's not even typical Italian. I mean, you sound you've got a, 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 a sweetness that makes it sound. Um, like you're sort of come from somewhere in in France, but anyway, <laughs> that's a nice thing. So I'll keep listening to you, Cora. Cool. So thank thanks, you. Nat. <laughs> Jump in anytime if you have questions or if you have comments. Okie doke. All right. So um, moving along, I just wanted to ask you. So you're, we've talked about your parents sort of putting together this winery on this hill, which is where it yeah. is today, yep. which is a beautiful spot, and then. Planting Merlot in this this little vineyard, yeah. so just sort of going back over. So where did Pinot Nato come in? <laughs> when did that happen? How did that happen? So the, the, the love for Pinot Noir comes from the first part of the life of my parents, where they worry for um, for the other owner when they work in rent, but not for Lidwetterre. Okay. Because the owner of the, the winery where they worked um, had also a few rows of Pinot Noir. Oh. And my father uh, managed it for the first time when he was very young, uh, yeah, 25, 26, as I said, 
and it was very difficult to manage it. <laughs> it's also now so difficult to manage Pinot Noir. But um, he fell in love with this grape and also, of course, my mother fell in love with this wine because they started um, to try and to learn and to when they had the possibility to try also French uh, Pinot Noirs um, from the 80s when they start uh, with their own winery, they had the desire to plant few rows of Pinot Noir. Um, so when they had the possibility, they planted one hectare of Pinot Noir. So it's a huge part of our um, winery, mm-hmm. uh, but the production is very small. Um, uh, for and the other interesting thing they do is uh, they done is that uh, they did sorry <laughs> they, they done they did done? doing okay, they yeah, are sorry. doing <laughs> sometimes they have I forget been doing. yeah you can do a whole grammar lesson <laughs> yeah um, was to use uh, free French clones of Pinot Noir mm-hmm. and this is very strange in Friuli because ah. when you found uh, when you have the possibility to find um, old vines of Pinot Noir usually you find more um, German or Austrian clones ah. of, of Pinot Noir okay. um, I think there are few few vines of French Pinot Noir in Friuli maybe now there are more because okay. in the uh, first years of uh, yeah, no, at the end of the 90s, they get more um, used to, to plant Pinot Noir. But when my parents started, they they have the desire to plant this grape. And um, there was a little fair, this is a story that my mother always um, tells to our customers, um, there was a little fair of the... Um, of the Barbatelle, I don't know the name in... Uh, the Baby Vines. The Baby basically. Vines, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and in Gorizia. Ah. Um, and they went to this little fair and they met this, um, this man from Burgundy uh, and he was there with their uh, baby vines mm-hmm. <laughs> to sell them uh, and to sell Pinot Noir. And so when my parents found him, they uh, was so, uh, so happy. Know, so happy, yeah. And and they chose to and no, and they asked to him to to come to um, to their winery to see the um, the soil, the type of soil, and to decide together which is the the best. Um, Clone to Pinot of Pinot Noir to to plant in oh. our uh, in our winery. Okay. Um, this old man, because I think he was seventy in the nineties, <laughs> come to our winery after the end of the fair, and he say to us to plant three different French clones in this area. He asked us uh, which is the um, the quantity of rain, of course, if this is a windy area or not, and so many questions about the uh, the tour. Then and he uh, suggests us to plant these these free French clones. So um, in Friuli, plant free French clones means so many problems uh-huh. <laughs> because um, I don't know if uh, if you have. I think you had the possibility to see the difference because the, the French Pinot Noir is more the, the grape of French Pinot Noir is very very close. Ah, very tight bunches. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And in a area like Friuli, is a little bit problem because we have so much rain during the summertime. Um, it's unusual to have a dry 
a dry summer like exactly. we had this year. And so usually we have problems with botrytis. Um, and also because we we work in organic ways, so the less you chemicals you use in your wineries, more problems you can have with the um, with the moldy. Ah, okay. And and this is why we have a very small production of this wine because one hectare for us is the right uh, quantity to manage without so many problems. And I heard my father say thousands of times, this is the last year that, that he produced this wine because ah. it's too difficult. Every year he has problems of botrytis. And he's not, if it's not botrytis, there is something else. <laughs> but um, it's only minaccia. Uh, it's a threat. A threat. Yeah. <laughs> because the vines are still there. And, and we produce this wine that we really love. Mm. And... Yeah, so it's, it's kind it's of a, the most, a love-hate relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the most difficult children for us, but we mm. love them. Yeah. So we still produce it. I, I know that when I first came to Friuli mm. and I started seeing wines and tasting wines and going, you guys were the only ones who were really making Pinot Noir. Yeah, in the 90s, I think we yeah, were. I came here in 98, yeah. 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 So, and then and now there's kind of a little bit of a movement towards Pinot Noir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there are more producers, they fall in love with this grape. Maybe not in our area, uh, but more in Grave. I think there okay. are more vines of, uh, of Pinot Noir in that area. Um, yeah, I think in Prepotto, we are only in two uh, ah. that we produce Pinot Noir. Who's the other one? Um, Antico Broilo. Ah, Broilo. Yeah, Massimo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I think so. I, I'm not sure of that, but uh, mm, yeah. But for sure, Massimo and, and his father produce Pinot Noir. You know, I, I always, for me, Pinot Noir, when you talk about Burgundy, everybody always sort of holds up Burgundy as sort of like the holy grail. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. There was, I remember reading a book about Burgundy when I first started in the world of wine, and he basically said, the problem with Burgundy is you taste one, that changes your life and you spend yeah. the rest of your life trying to repeat that experience yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and you spend lots and lots of time and yeah. lots and lots of money yeah. trying to do that and i think that's the same kind of thing for winemakers as well yeah yeah of course you know i know emilio a, del medico our winemaker mm -hmm. used to talk about pinot noir oh that would be a great place for pinot noir and i was like emilio you're crazy because <laughs> you know it's so much work and it's such you yeah. know either you're gonna dedicate your life to that great yeah. Or, you know, yeah. you can't just make it because it's it's a good idea. Yeah. You have to be a little bit crazy. Yeah, yeah, a little so, bit, yeah. And yours is definitely, if not the, the premier Pinot Nero from Friuli, <laughs> it's definitely one of, the, one of the premier, for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think for us it's possible to produce this wine because we have only five hectares. And so, as you, you have said, total five hectares. Yeah, exactly. The uh, whole winery is four, five hectares. Four point seven. <laughs> so the, we don't reach five hectares. The entire winery. Yeah, exactly. And of property, there are only three hectares, and the, the others are, are in rent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So because, tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very small. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it's 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 so close to your heart i mean you guys yeah yeah do of course yeah everything yeah i think for my parent and also for me now is a is a choose to to 
to remain so tiny because uh, my father before and also I I worked with him in the vineyards and we know exactly every every vine <laughs> and we and we don't do um, yeah mostly everything by our own so right. we prune uh, alone and the only moment when we need some help of course is the harvest because right. we cannot do in two <laughs> but um, during all the period uh, from pruning until the harvest we are only in two and that's you yeah you're one of those two yeah exactly so, but, <laughs> yeah. so you have you and your dad and your mom yeah exactly so we are you're in saying three. in three yeah so in two who's who's staying home Oh, my mother, because ah. she is the commercial ah. parts of the winery. She is the, um, I think the, mo the the most important part of the winery because um, I think that you can do the best wine in the world, but if you uh, are not um, good to communicate that you do the best wine of the herd, nobody can can taste can it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, my mother, he. She is um, a Santa, uh, a saint, a saint, <laughs> because uh, because uh, she worked with my father and of course his husband, her husband, and it's not so easy to <laughs> to do. And um, she was, and she he is a very strong woman, and she fight to. Um, uh, to, to explain why we produce these strange wines for Friuli, why red wines and why uh, a white wine with, uh, with the maturation mm. when in the 80s and also in the 90s nobody do the wines in this way. Nobody. And so... Um, I love her passion and uh, and her uh, very very strong character to do this work and to communicate so well our wines. So um, I start working before with her uh, because I speak a little bit of English, as you see. <laughs> Have you heard? More than a little bit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and and but I started when I was fifteen because she take me and put me on a plane for flying with her to London to New York and fifteen. Yeah, it was so young. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you were going with her to like fairs and tastings and stuff. Yeah. You were fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Was there yeah. any ever ever any doubt in your mind that you were not going to work? For the winery. Um, no, Did you ever think you were no, going to do something I, I else? No, I chose it very when I was very very young. But really? I, I, I fall in love with with the winemaking. I think when I had the uh, the opportunity to to understand what is winemaking, okay. <laughs> so I was very very young, and I chose to study enology when I was fourteen oh, uh, ah, at the okay. high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think is the the right choice because um, I love this work and especially because I can have the time to enjoy the the seasons, and is not a, a very hurry work because you mm -hmm. can take your time. Um, 
sometimes you can do it more, sometimes less, but um, you can enjoy everything of your uh, of, of what uh, is around you. So the, the changing of the colors of the nature, and and to see the the, the the animals in your garden, but also in the vines and find the nests on the vines mm. and um, this year uh, when I was um, doing the, um, the green pruning so in June I was working in the vines of uh, Refosco and I, I turned right and I see a uh, capriolo uh, a deer a deer yeah. yeah a little deer 20 meters from me Wow. And he was uh, eating the grass and I was working and we stay in this way for um, 10 minutes and then he goes away wow. <laughs> and I still working. So for me, it's the most beautiful thing I can do in my life uh, because I, I love my work and I think Cora. I'm very lucky. <laughs> yeah, Cora, I, I still remember that you also have bees. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, do you do um, honey as well and all yeah, that? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. On, on the way to go to the to the to the little river um, down from the hill, I remember that you have uh, some uh, um, bees yeah. down there. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, this is a quite new thing because um, we don't manage it. Uh, okay. directly but um, seven years ago uh, our yeah it's like a neighbor because he lives in the um, in our village uh, have no place to to put his bees oh. and so he was searching for a wood for a quiet place where um, keep these four uh, house bees I don't know the name yeah. uh, beehives. Of, uh, beehives. beehives yeah thank yeah. you <laughs> thank you Ricardo thank you and and we were so happy to have them. So now uh, we start from f with four, uh, and now are six. Okay. And I think in this in these weeks uh, we are going to have another uh, another beehive. beehive. Yeah, okay. another man that uh, ah, another. another person because um, he, this guy come um, to harvest in our uh, vineyards and he said, wow, it's an amazing place. I have three uh, beehives and I don't know where to put them. And I say, okay, come to us yeah. <laughs> because we love them so much and because they are useful for us for the, from the blossom until the harvest because also in the harvest time when yeah maybe you can not think that the bees are useful they are so useful for us because the there are um, another insects that um, bite the um, the berries mm -hmm. and um, makes uh, problems of sanity of the grapes sure and the bees come on these ferite um, uh, i don't know the name uh, the, the injury, yeah, the, the the injuries, yeah, yeah, the, uh, exactly. the openings, they, yeah, and they clean them. Really, and this is amazing because they stop the the moldy and the problems and the diseases, and so uh, it's amazing to have them in our vineyards and in mm. our wood because um, the, the as I said before, we have five hectares of uh, vines, but also one hectare and a half of wood. Ah, okay, a forest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, that is very close to this river called the Udrio. Mm -hmm. That is a, um, a small river that is the um, the border between where we are between the two DOC, 
so Friuli Collio Orientale where we are and Collio that is in the on the other side of the river and if you go norther you find the border of Italia and Slovenia right. with this small river so it's a very important river for the yeah, people absolutely. of, of <laughs> yeah, at one point that was also the. There we go back to Le Due Terre. Sorry, I'm bringing home my. Yeah, phone. there you go. See, Amelia, you were right. I know. But I think the, it, Udrio used to be the border also between like Austria and Italy, wasn't it? At one point, it, or no? I don't know exactly. I, I'm yeah, sure. Was. It was. It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure from Italy and Slovenia, but yeah, before there was the Austro-Hungaric uh, exactly. Empire. So yeah, I think. Because there's a really big, beautiful house just when you come into Propolto that used yeah. to be like the Dogana, somebody told me. Oh, yeah, 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 there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah because we are very, very close to the, bo uh, the, to the border. border. Yeah, yeah. two kilometers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. And so, cool. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Does anybody else have any questions for Cora? Because I think we've gone a little bit over an hour, but... Um, you know, Cora, you're just so interesting, and I, I love the, the the story of your family and the the passion that comes through, and this sort of super hands on. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, you're gonna have to find a partner. Oh no, no, <laughs> who is as passionate about your winery no. as you are? No, no, you're gonna stay single. No, no, not single, but I. I see my parents work and live together. And uh -huh. it was amazing uh, for one side and not so amazing for another side. Because I'm sure it's difficult. after uh, 40 years of live together and work together, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. and, and I think another um, important thing is that they start from nothing, as I said, uh, but I start from something. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it will be very hard for me to share this something with, with a man. And so okay. <laughs> maybe in the future, if I have children, yeah, I, I, I will give them my, my hurt and my heart, of uh -huh. course. <laughs> but uh, live together and work together is too hard. So I prefer, hard. I prefer that if one... If, Come a man of my life that he does does something else. Yeah, totally different work, yeah. and of course that uh, I, I hope he loves wine mm. <laughs> because yeah. it's a part of my life and of my passions. But I don't want to share with nobody. Mm. <laughs> I understand. Probably has your um, uh, interesting and amazing also taste in music, Cora. Yeah. Because you really you really have an amazing taste in music too. <laughs> Oh but, really? But you mean about the um, my passion of music, or yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Oh I, yeah, I yeah, heard, yeah, I heard yeah, a, yeah. a rumor <laughs> that you're a bassist. Yeah, yeah, I was a bassist. Yeah, what do you mean now, you was yeah, a bassist? No, I'm still a bassist, but I play less now because electric the, bass. Yeah, electric bass. Yeah, ah, <laughs> exactly. That's see now. That's what I want to play. <laughs> I took some lessons. Yeah. <laughs> no, so. it, it was. Can we do bass lessons in, in, together? No, I, I'm or? not so well to teach you, I'm but we, a, we can. I'm a freaking <laughs> beginner. <laughs> yeah, but we can share the, the teacher together. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Sounds we can do it like me. that. No, but it was um, 
uh, my mother, uh, she loves so much music. Okay. And, and it's quite strange because usually women don't like so much jazz music and music at all. Usually is oh. the male part. That jazz loves. bass? Yeah. Chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chorus. <laughs> You're way I, beyond me. Yeah. I've got it. Chorus. Saying women don't love music. No, I, I, I say it usually uh, from my experience when the customers or the friends come in our house and they see uh, the thousands of um, CDs, uh, they look to my father and they say, oh, Flavio, you love music. And my mother say, no, I love music. Right, <laughs> so right. usually, uh, I don't know why there is this um, old way of thinking that the, wo the women um, don't love too much the jazz music and the, the, um, and the music at all. But my mother, I think, is one of the most um, um, big collector of jazz really? music CDs I, I know in my life. And she brings, she brought me uh, when I was a child to 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 the concerts, to the, the, the jazz concerts, and sometimes I get sleep <laughs> because I was too young <laughs> to understand. Because I was a child, I was five or uh, yeah, yeah, five. Jazz is not easy for no, a child. No, it's not easy. But I say thank you every day to my mother because um, she teach me so much about the music. Then. When I was a teenager, I found a LP from Pink Floyd, The Dark mm -hmm. Side of the Moon. And so I fall in wow. love with a wow. <laughs> And so I fall in love with another part of um, important part of the music. And yeah, for me and for also my parents, it's impossible to think alive without music. Right. And so I think it's a good mix, the music and the wine. And so <laughs> I um, Maybe it's the perfect, perfect match, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so as Ricardo said, when you come to our winery and to our house, you see music and books mm. and wine. So, <laughs> so who's, <this> free. who's <laughs> your favorite bassist? Ah, this is a very hard, <laughs> hard question. Um, but of course, I love Roger Waters because oh, I, I fall Floyd. in love with yeah. Pink Floyd, but also Jacob Pastorius and okay. Jack DeJohnette. Uh, so these are jazz bassists. Yeah, okay. there are so many that I love. Uh, it's very hard to choose, <laughs> which is my favorite. Um, but yeah, I think the jazz music is in our life and, and we really love so much. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a huge Getty Lee fan. You know Getty? Uh, Getty? Rush. Getty. Canadian band? Oh, no, no. Me, oh, uh, this... we're going to have to have a long talk, you and me. <laughs> I'm going to change your life. Once you hear Getty, you never go back. Oh, fantastic. Right. <laughs> I'm <right>. curious. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. We're going to listen together. I'm going to bring that old bottle of Sacrosassi Bianco and, and like heard. all of my Rush CDs. <laughs> and then you'll be like, Getty is God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. All right. I'm going to let everybody go. If there anybody have any other questions for Cora, I'm going to let her go home. It is, you know, it's quarter to nine. So it's getting late here. But I want to thank everybody for coming. Thank you, Cora. Thank it's you. It's been a real pleasure having you here. It's been super important for me. <laughs> Um, to have more female voices on the show. Because basically we did like nine episodes and it was all guys. Yeah. 
No, but there are some more, more uh, women, women in the, the winemaking. So I think you can have the possibility more to... More and more. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but thank you very much for coming here. Nat, did you thank want to you. say something? I want to say thank you. It's been really interesting. I love the, the combination <laughs> of wine and music. We are all big <laughs> thank music you. Uh, lovers too in the room and stuff. So... Um, we'll be coming to the winery to meet you and drink <laughs> wine and listen to music. You, you, me and Amelia. Yep. But I will probably be going to that Lenoteca on Saturday specifically <laughs> to taste your wine. Yep. <laughs> well, we'll yeah. Cool. All right. So, Amelia, did you have anything that you want to say? I see you popping in here. No, I just want to say bye everyone and see you soon. And thanks Wayne for this amazing podcast really i'm really enjoying it it's my second in a row yeah yes. i know thank you for coming <laughs> amelia and thanks for ricardo for coming as well hopefully we'll see more of you as well absolutely i can wait cara i can wait to go back in friuli and have another glass with you and that amazing dehor of yours <laughs> with the mulberry in front of us because yeah. that, that tree is amazing really yeah, the tree that you have beautiful. in front of the dehor is yeah. so beautiful <laughs> well ricardo Grazie, do not come ricardo. to friuli and not tell me that you're here so this way we can uh, we can we can taste some things together. i want wayne for sure i want <laughs> can't we wait. wait for you <laughs> fantastic thank you cora thank it's been a pleasure you. thank you for coming Grazie. all the way out here thank you natalie Emilia, ricardo thanks for all the people who are here heather is in the audience who is a, is a constant listener aaron as well who's a winemaker i believe in california thank you for <laughs> tuning in and as always robbie you are the man thank you for taking care of the sound so uh thanks everybody for coming out and um we will see you next week thank you very much Thanks, Cora. Grazie. Ciao. Thank you. Ciao, Cora. Ciao, ciao. Thanks very much. Hey, I want to thank everybody this evening for coming. Thank you for listening. I appreciate uh, Natalie Benlolo, our co-host, Rob Milani, our sound guy. Follow me on La Taverna Friuli on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram at Wayne Grape. And you can find this awesome music on YouTube at Beat Ambassador. Finishes with an A.